Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a long overdue episode of The Locker Room. Uh, today, we have a very special guest joining us. Um, you may have recognized her from her days as an NFL sideline reporter. Maybe you've heard her voice uh, bless our radio stations, Sirius XM Radio. Um, but please welcome Jennifer Matthews. Well, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, of course. And, and if people still don't know who you are, then I guess we can start with talking about your family and your connections to the NFL. Yeah. Um, Clay Matthews the third is yeah. your brother. Yep. Clay Matthews obviously the second, or I guess would be senior. That'd be your dad. Clay Matthews junior. So Clay Matthews senior is my grandpa. So okay. he started the whole NFL legacy. Okay. Played for the 49ers in the 50s. Wow. Then my dad Clay Jr. played 19 years with 16 with the Browns, three with the Falcons. My uncle Bruce played 19 years uh, with the Oilers Titans organization. So with the years combined, I mean, you. I could, think you know I've lost count. For sure. I know. Oh no, that's it's insane. it's all I've ever known. Yeah, that's crazy. I love it though. And so, t- talk about your family dynamic. I mean, yeah. growing up, this is. I think I did a little research. So one of like three uh, families that are third generation football families. Is that right? Is, is what I don't I read even online. know. Yeah. So obviously, there's a, a long history of of being an NFL family, but yeah. for you. Uh, what was that like, especially being the only only daughter in the family? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what was the dynamic of growing up and all you know is football, football, football? And for those podcasters who are listening, this is the American football, which I know Bob would be very disappointed in. <laughs> but nonetheless, we must clarify. We must we must go on. Yes. You know, it's it's all I ever knew. I'm the only girl, as you said. So it's very male dominated, but I'm a competitive person and. I love pro sports and thankfully I love football. We moved every six months because of my dad's job. So we would spend off season out here in Los Angeles, which is where we're from. And then all seven of us would pick up and move to Cleveland during football season and we'd switch back and forth every six months. So it was an interesting lifestyle. Uh, I learned to be flexible and it forced me to be able to go into new situations and meet new people and I had to kind of come out of my shell to make friends. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And especially with kind of the off season, how did that work with school? So we would do from January to, we do basically like spring semester in California, fall semester in Ohio, and then in Georgia when he signed wow. with the Falcons. That is insane. Wait, and, and you have to, you have to let people know that our high schools in Georgia were big rivals. Remember that? This is true. This is true. So this is a connection that we recently realized. Uh, I'm a Brookwood Bronco through and through. And Jennifer went to the rival uh, Parkview Panthers. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We have the Georgia connection. Yeah. So even as a as a young girl, and I'm just trying to picture, you know, all these kids running around. Obviously, the genetic pool is on your side with the history of football <laughs> players. Are you roughhousing around with all of these other future NFL players? I like that. That's a good question. Yes, I was. Yeah. And then I hit that age where it was like, Okay, I'm 13. You can't throw a punch at me anymore. Like this, it's right, got to right. stop. Like yeah, you're getting too strong yeah, it's now. A much. Yeah, but I could hold my own. Yeah. It's funny. Someone actually asked me the other day, "Do you have a bunch of brothers?" And I stopped and I was like, uh, "Is that like what a loaded I, yeah, question?" What am I doing? They're like, "No, you're about. just you carry yourself in a certain way." And I I still don't really know what to make of that. I was like, yeah. "Yes, I can survive four boys, so I can survive anything. Bring it on." Yeah. 
Yeah. And did you grow up playing sports on your own? I did. Okay. Yeah. I played softball, basketball, soccer, and I ran track. Okay. So no yeah. football for you. No flag nope. football, no tackle football. No, I played a t-ball with the boys. I played okay. baseball with the boys for a few years because my dad was a coach and he didn't want to have to coach multiple teams. So he's and like, yeah, makes, she can just hang with the guys and play with them. We were on the Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles. Oh, I love that. We were pretty good. That's awesome. I remember. I was five. Yeah. <laughs> All the best memories come from t-ball age. I'll never forget running around, not knowing what I'm doing. Don't know the rules. You're just running around. Kids are picking grass. It's, it's the best. Um, well, thanks thanks again for coming on. I know you might be new to the podcast and kind of our goals, our visions for it. Um, so as the listeners know by now, it's trying to accomplish one of three things. Uh, inspiring others to become a better version of themselves, um, whether that's through new information, things that they hear, mm-hmm. um, learning something new which is very simple. And hopefully that is accomplished on every episode. And then lastly, it's be entertained. So we want to be entertaining, be fun for them. Yeah. That's why I brought you on here. I know you have quite the personality, the experience, and obviously a really cool story. So um, we'll just dive right in. Let's do it. Um, so obviously we, we talked about your family being, you know, major NFL football family. And you even have um, worked on NFL sidelines as a reporter and now you're in, involved with SiriusXM and doing their fantasy podcast. Um, did you always envision yourself following uh, the footsteps of your family, per se, and entering into a career in the NFL or revolving around the NFL? Yeah, that's a great question, and I get asked that a lot. And the answer is a surprising no. I love sports. I grew up around it. It's all I've ever known. It's been a part of my life since I was born. I've always, I think there was a few years where we didn't have someone in the league between the time when my uncle Bruce retired and my brother Clay went into the league in 2009. Um, But it's always been a part of my life. But for me, I think just out of college, I wanted to kind of create my own path and and do my own thing. And I felt like that's what people expected me to do. And they knew that I knew a lot about sports and, um, you know, that I was somewhat outgoing. So for a while, that wasn't on my radar at all. It wasn't till much later in my career that I wanted to tell stories and I wanted to use my connections and my relationships within the world of sports to really share a side of it um, that people may not have access to. Right, right. And did you major, uh, what was your major at USC? Yeah, communication. Communication, okay. So, so I had, was, t- this yeah. is a funny thing. Yeah. So in college, I had this public speaking class and it terrified me. Really? And no one would ever guess that because I, Yes. And I remember sitting there and I had to give my topic. This is funny is why the Lakers were going to win another championship. Wow. And what year was this? Not to date you, but they were in their yeah, prime. Whoa. No, I'm just Laker, kidding. Lakers, <laughs> was, Lakers in their prime. This was 2002. I'm thinking this was 2002. And I remember thinking, if I can just get out of having to do this public speech, like I, and the ironic <laughs> thing is now all I do for a living is yeah. talk and get up in front of big groups of people. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I'm at the Brown Stadium. I'm asked to be the hype girl when my dad's put in the ring of honor. And they're like, we got to get you to get all these 80,000 people pumped up. Because my dad was like, yeah, I'll let you do it. And I thought, oh, and, thanks. And brought you back to that, that I time mean, and place. you know, it did. Well, that's funny because public speaking for me was my favorite class that I ever <laughs> took in college. Um, I was there for three Mr. semesters. Outgoing. Yeah, I was there for like three or four semesters in college. And I think part of the reason was, one, I do love speaking. I love trying to entertain. Yeah. Um, you know, give a message that the class would find funny and whatever. But the other half of it was I loved watching people. And this was like, it's kind of goes two ways. It's a little bit mean for those who like really struggle. Like why I found that to be like 
captivating because mm-hmm. you're like you're rooting for them but yes. you're so captivated and still just like feeling awkward for them yeah but that feeling like I, I just kind of enjoyed watching them try and find a way to get it done yeah um, and then obviously some other members of the class were really good at it as well mm-hmm. um, but I loved going to that class every day but were you always that way from the time you were a little kid I was. Yeah, okay. I was. See, I was I was more of a shy kid. And I think okay. part of it was the fact that I moved every six months. For sure. That has like, to play yeah. a large I mean, part I was an oldest child. Yeah. So I think, but what moving every six months forced me to do was it forced me out of my shell and it forced me to learn how to yeah. make new friends and connect with people of all different backgrounds, which now benefits me, you know, tenfold. For sure. Yeah. No, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. I think it has to do, for me, it's youngest child syndrome. You just kind yes. of have to have the attention. Hey and guys, so, I'm here. I'm yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget. Like I like slap myself and then blame it on my brother, get him in trouble just because I needed attention. So, All the Zimmerman family secrets are coming out, guys. Yeah. I hope your parents are listening. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. So we did mention all of your, your travel to a certain extent, um, but I know that Yes, you were moving every six months, off season and whatnot, but I know you like to travel. I know that's a big passion. Um, What are some of your favorite places that you've been to, favorite experiences that you've had? Yes. I'd say the the two most beautiful would be Bora Bora. Mm. And then I went up to Canada this year on Memorial Day to Banff. And if you have not been there, it is so stunning. So stunning. And then uh, this summer I, I did Europe. So I did my leave no car behind tour through mm-hmm, Italy, mm-hmm. ate my way through Italy. Perfect. Pizza and pasta for every meal. I do have to say though, after two weeks, I was like, I will eat anything <laughs> besides pizza and pasta. Yeah. You do come to a point <laughs> you, where you're you like- You might've gone a little Yeah, so yeah, then I had, you know what, I'll, I'll just have some more gelato. That'll right, be good. Right. Yeah, and then I went to Germany and Austria. I had a friend get married um, in the mountains in Austria. Oh and my goodness. It was incredible. And then I actually head to London uh, shortly for my brother who's on the Rams for their game against the Bengals. So I'm going to go see an NFL game internationally, see that how is, they do it over that in is London. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness they have a good field now to do it on uh, Tottenham's new stadium. Is it, are they doing the Rams game at the Tottenham stadium? You know, any idea? Not sure. Not sure, but we will find out. We I'm will very find excited. out for sure. Have you been to London? I have. I got to go for the first time um, last off season. Oh, nice. So we had a, a national team camp where we um, were in London for a little bit. And then I stayed afterwards and we went to uh, Paris uh. and we did Thanksgiving with my brother and his sister or my brother and his wife. Sorry. <laughs> um, and that was awesome. I'd never been able to tour like that. But since yeah. it was off season, like actually getting to go around, eat at different restaurants, all those things um, was amazing. So well, that's I, I the thing it. with athletes is like you guys travel a lot, but you don't have a lot of downtime to explore. 100%. People always think that Clay is so well traveled. And I'm like, no, he's in and out of a city yeah. and they're in, you we, know, we know our hotels. We're, that's right. we're like, oh, yeah. yeah, Seattle's great. And it's like, well, why? It's like, well, their hotel buffet is unbelievable. <laughs> right. Like the well, they have thing. the best salad. Like seriously, Vancouver and Seattle for, you know, anyone who's curious, amazing salad bars. So whenever Note I go self. there, it's like salad bar with some salmon on top. Like that's my dinner. So it's, it's you know what I'm impressed. That's not what I'm looking to eat when I'm on, on yeah. when I'm on a trip. I it, guess I'm looking for the carbs, but that's okay. All right. And salads. Then like, and then I'm like Portland. Oh, what a hotel that we get to stay in. Great slippers and great robes at the nines. Shout these out to the nines imp- hotel, Portland, Oregon. So these are the, these are little trips. Of Taking the, notes. The trade. Yeah. Note to self. All right. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. You're like a travel expert. Yes. Yes. Oh, we got it. We got an update. It's at Wembley Stadium. So that is very historic. So that'll be a, a very it. fun stadium. That's the one we played in actually 
for our national team game last year. So you'll have Amazing. a great time. Yes. Okay. The field's in good shape. The field is should be, should be, but <laughs> you never know how it'll okay. handle. It's kind of a different, uh, different sport, different sport. A lot more people out there walking the sidelines should tear it up a pretty good bit. Okay. Um, so what people don't know is that we just finished lunch at the training facility and you know, I, I spilled the beans to the team earlier. I was like, yeah, I got like my fantasy expert coming in to eat lunch and do a podcast today. And so slowly but surely, one by one, we have everyone in our fantasy <laughs> league kind of making their way to our table and they start asking questions about their trades, their lineups. And so I want to shift gears into the fantasy arena, which I know you have a lot of experience there. So I, I posed a question to you earlier uh, and I sent you my fantasy lineup yes. and I want to talk about a recent trade that I made because some were like, oh, you gave up too much. Some were like, wow, that's a steal. So I traded in a 12 team PPR format. I traded Calvin Ridley and Josh Jacobs for Lamar Jackson and Robbie Anderson. And I want you to say I won the trade, but you can give look at how he set me up for that so if i don't say that i'm never invited back on this podcast yeah oh, okay. be a little bit more difficult but okay got still. it you know what well let's break it down okay so ridley he's been kind of boomer bust this year right mm -hmm. the falcons are just a hot mess overall for sure now mount ryan is putting up like 300 plus yards a game i had a rough week against the rams mm -hmm. but this also just changed in the last day because they just traded muhammad sanu to the patriots yes so he may get a few more touches but i wouldn't be as concerned about letting him go um, I'm trying to think. Josh Jacobs, he's got some upside. He does. He's a stud. Yes. The Alabama rookie running back. I wasn't happy about it, but I felt like it had to be done. But you know what? You got Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. He's the man. Yes. The only downfall is he's on a bye this week. I know. I know. The person who trades you is like, fine, here yeah, you go. Have him take him this exactly, week. Exactly. Exactly. So it worked out for him. You know what, though? If you can get through the bye, who's your other quarterback? So I've been streaming all year, which is okay. why I kind of wanted, you know, Lamar Jackson on my team. But I've been using mainly Josh Allen. So okay. I think he's I think he's at the Eagles this week, if I'm not mistaken. Let me let me double check okay. that real quick. He is home to the Philadelphia Eagles. Projected okay. twenty points. It's not bad. The Eagles uh are looking a little rough. That mm -hmm. game against Dallas is a little sloppy. It even was. after their head coach guaranteed a win. Yeah, what was that about? I, I, I don't understand Never that. Never a good move. That's not a good move. You know what? I'm thinking, I like it. I don't think it's yeah. it's one way or another. I don't think it's like, oh, you got a steal or, oh, that was a, a bad move. Just a fair. I feel like it was a fair. agreement. Yeah. Win-win. I don't think anyone is going to walk away going, gosh, I really got messed over by that trade. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson, I'm he, liking that. He could he could take me very far in the playoffs. So And I, if you've been streaming quarterbacks all yes. year, you need a solid. Yeah. I mean, that's just Moving the position. Yeah. yeah. Especially as we head to the latter part. I like it. Oh, that's good. Making so, moves. So I'll, I'll read out my team real quick, and I, I just want you to predict how far you think this team can go in the playoffs. Right. Talk to me. So if everyone is not on a bye and healthy, we're going with this. We're going Lamar Jackson, Chris Carson, Marlon Mack, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, either Hunter Henry or Mark Andrews. I like it. Um, either Tyrell Williams, Matt Breda, Robbie Anderson, Jordan Howard, someone in the flex. I'm going with the Jets D because I looked at their schedule, very favorable coming up. And then kicker, I'm going to either go with Matt Prater, Matt Prater or probably Matt Gay from the Bucks. Okay. So is this a team that I can expect on the lineup to get me a fantasy trophy? 
You want to know all the way or to the playoffs? Uh, I want. I know I'm going to make the playoffs. I got high hopes for this team. Yeah. No, I do too. I'm looking at this. I like it. I think you have a good chance. I mean, and the biggest the biggest curveball in fantasy is if people stay healthy, right? 100%. And running backs, that's the yeah. hard part because they get so beat up by the end of the year. But Chris Carson, he's been looking good. Marlon Mack, you have good receivers. Yeah, you got to get rid of that Chargers D. Um, Prater. <laughs> mm, I'm liking. I like your chances. Okay. I think you have a competitive opportunity to go all the way. What's at stake in your league? So oh, well, we we yeah. have yeah so not too expensive of a buy in I think okay. we ended up doing like 150 bucks something like this and 12 teams and so you'll make you know probably seven eight hundred bucks if you win okay and then you just don't want to go you don't want to get last that's just that's no fun and right now we have yeah. a guy at Lee Win everyone uh, <laughs> currently 0 and seven I'm calling him out now because he didn't trade with me the other week no I'm just kidding um, but I do play him this week so I'm hoping I can get through and, and make him 0-8 and we can just keep the banter going with him so, well such an easy target yeah Shots he's fired. but to be fair he won last year oh what happened so I think it was pure luck last year beginner's luck oh, or something okay. it had to be right okay well, you can't win you can't win you a championship and then go winless like that means you for sure got lucky wait who's doing all the trades this year uh, Tyler Miller which you got to talk to in the lunchroom um He's just trade happy. I mean, anyone who sends a trade through to him, he's like, that's yeah, good. Yeah, and, and the best part is our fantasy group chat uh, on WhatsApp is is just blowing him up. Every time he makes a trade, people are just sending like fire dumpster emojis and, well, and gifts. And in their defense, he traded away McCaffrey, correct? Yeah, that correct. was one of his trades. Yeah, that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg with this But guy. he said he likes the excitement of a trade. He said, and I asked him if he worked the waiver wire. He goes, no, not at all. Yeah. I'm not comfortable doing that, but knows, I love to do trades. I don't think he knows what the waiver wire is. I think he's still trying to find that on the app. Maybe so. I need to go find him and help help a teammate out. Yeah. Or maybe I shouldn't. No, I think you should Team stick, Walker. Yeah, all I right. think you should stick, right. stick with me here. Um. Well, if you like her advice, you can always tune in, listen to her show on Sirius XM, and uh, she'll give you all the good advice. Um, I want to move on from the NFL because, you know, after getting to know you and knowing um, kind of your priorities and the things that you care about, I know you've been really big on community service, nonprofit work. Um, what kind of things have you been involved in in the past? Yeah. How did you kind of become involved with that? And, and if you could just touch on, you know, what it is that you do now and, and yeah. have been involved with. So happy you asked me that. It's, um, it's really what my heart beats for is serving. And I've traveled the world and um, been on mission trips where I've worked in children's orphanages. I've helped build schools and churches. Um, I've done prison ministry. I went and worked uh, at another children's orphanage in Haiti where about 25% of those kids were special needs. Um, and I have a huge passion and a huge heart for special needs. I have an uncle with special needs and then a cousin as well. She has Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm super passionate about serving that community. And then for about a year, I've been with an organization called Prison Fellowship. So we provide um, in-prison programming to men and women who are incarcerated. And then we also serve their families on the outside. So uh, we team up with professional sports organizations and athletes and put on sports clinics and really just kind of love on these kids and um, let them meet their role models and teach them that there's a different trajectory and a different way to go and uh, really kind of help just invest in them and, and help teach them life skills and um, 
children with incarcerated parents are far more likely to also go to prison than mm-hmm. a child who doesn't have an incarcerated right. parent. So this is a completely wow. new world for me. I had never had any experience other than on a trip to South Africa. I'd went and volunteered in a men's prison. Mm-hmm. Um, but a completely different world for me. I didn't know anyone who had been in prison. And at first I really struggled because I thought, well, what do I have to offer them if I can't relate to them? Right. But then I realized if you show up and you serve people and you treat them with dignity and respect, that goes a long way in people no, wanting to, uh, you know, rehabilitate their lives and, um, it, it humanizes it really. Yeah. And, and I go, I was actually just at a men's prison last night and then I'll be going up to San Quentin, um, Folsom all over. We're going to do a lot around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have a huge passion for serving and I have a million different causes that I'm passionate about. Yeah. So yeah. No, I love that you mentioned the part about, you said, you know, showing up. And I think one of the ways that we can always connect with others is showing up, being consistent and being genuine. And then that is then going to help you make real connections and relationships that could, you know, transform um, the person that you're meeting with. Absolutely. And people, people grow from where they're loved. Um, And, and so often whether I've been in the Congo in Africa, I spent a month in Africa. I was in the Congo, Uganda and South Africa. And I met so many different amazing groups of people And if you looked at them circumstantially, by world standards, they had so little, right? Not even access to Mm -hmm. clean water, no shoes on their feet, no access to antibiotics. Um, So many things that we take for granted here in America. And, um, but they had a joy and a level of gratitude that really rocked my world because I thought they're onto something, right? right? You know, because we have so much. Um, and so it just really kind of helped change my perspective and the lens at which I view, um, this world. And, and so often people just need someone, like you said, to show up and to treat them with some dignity and some respect, regardless of where you are in this world, because everyone has a struggle. Everyone's dealing with something. Um, so I've just learned it's not about being qualified or being able to relate. It's about showing up as a human being and, and telling someone like you matter and mm-hmm. I care about your, your struggles and I'm here and I'll walk alongside you. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, and, and you touched on, um, kind of the different things that you do through prison fellowship, mm-hmm. the different programs that you yeah. have going on. Um, I, I am familiar with angel tree. Um, yeah. I got involved with that last year and actually made some calls to, mm. Um, some families just to try and make sure that uh, addresses were right to send uh, gifts to the kids of the parents who are incarcerated. So that's a really cool program that I found was very beneficial. Uh, My wife and I, Sally, we made Mm. a box and and sent, you know, different gifts to those kids um, because they might not have been able to get um, Christmas presents because their parents weren't available. And so thanks for doing um, that. Yeah. So that's a really cool program that I can personally testify to. and, And if this is you know, striking a chord within you. Angel Tree is a great program. Um, and then you also mentioned the sports camps that mm-hmm. you had going on. Can you yeah. touch on, I know you did one with the Rams recently. What is that like? What kind of sports programs yeah. do you have? It's incredible. On? So this is a newer thing for us. We had originally teamed up with Stanford University and we did one. And then when I came on board, um, because I have so many of the professional athlete and mm-hmm. um, professional sports teams, organizations, like the relationships there, yep. I thought, let me leverage that. Um, for something really impactful. And so I had gotten connected to the special teams coach at the Rams. This was before my brother Clay even signed with them. Yeah. 
It was such a cool thing. And he said, I want to help out. I like what you're doing. And I said, let's do a football camp. We'll bring up like, we'll bus in like 200 inner city kids um, from areas that are, you know, lower socioeconomically. And let's just really give these kids a good day. We'll let them meet the players, the coaches. They'll run through football drills. We'll give them lunch. We'll give them swag. Like, yeah. And these kids were pumped. So, and then in, in that period of planning it, Clay signed with the Rams. So I said, well, wow. look at what you're going to be doing Saturday. Yeah. You're going to be out running drills. <laughs> yeah, hey, you don't I'm, have a choice, but yeah, uh, yeah when your sisters, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I so I'm the captain now. That's right. I'm in charge, buddy. Yeah. No. Uh, so he came out and then I, my dad there, I actually put all my brothers to work. So I'm like, okay, Perfect. you can be in the tackling drill. You, yeah, you guys are all defensive people. Okay. Right, stay on this side. And, um, it was absolutely incredible. So that's, um, a branch of the organization that we're looking to grow. And now I'm talking with other organizations and I feel like not only are these kids encouraged and uplifted, the athletes themselves are, Mm, you know, it's, it's them being able to get using their gifts and using their skill set for something incredibly positive, but it, but it's different, you know, a hundred percent, you just get to be human being to human being invest in, in some younger kids. So, and that's the responsibility that so many of us have, especially in the athletics realm is how are you using the gifts that you've been given? Uh, Certainly to perform on the field, but also with that comes greater impact. So uh, that's really encouraging to hear. And obviously I think that checks off the inspiring part of the podcast goals. So um, I I don't want to take too much of your time, so we'll start to wrap it up, but uh, one of the best things that has been going on um, around this podcast, around the locker room, is uh, a really cool partnership with TCL. Um, it's, it's amazing. Yes. So it's a TV brand that is uh, growing, really expanding. Um, we just partnered with them and we are donating a TV to you. Um, and you can use that however you would like, whether wow, that's, that's awesome. uh, personal, community related, um, donating to any of the programs that you mentioned Love that. Um, to help that's to help so cool. out. So big shout out to TCL. Again, my wife and I have them uh, and they're unbelievable. Great quality, um, amazing TVs. And everyone who has received one has been really, really optimistic and, and more power and to happy. these. Yeah. yeah. These companies and, that come alongside to do good. Exactly. Yeah. And then now they can realize um, we'll have to let them know where we're sitting the TV. Yes. But they're going to be so happy to know that they're making an impact as well awesome. as being a part of the locker room. So I want to give so that much. to you on behalf of them and um, and know that that's going to go to a really good cause. Yes. Thank you. That's amazing. Well, thanks for being on here. Thanks Uh, for having me, Walker. The locker room. I don't know what episode this is. My guy Vince is running in the show, but I think this is episode seven or eight. So we'll go with that. Um, So thanks for listening. And thank you, Jennifer, for joining me. Thanks for having me.